Welcome to a new episode of Obsessed with ABGs, Aspirations, Boardrooms, and Goals. I'm Kimberly in Canada. And I'm Reina in Germany. Being friends halfway across the world isn't stopping us from talking about our careers, Asian identities, and life in general. We're basically each other's hype women, and we want to be yours as well. Welcome to Obsessed with ABGs. A great idea that you had, and I would love for you to share this new series that we're having on our podcast. Okay, yeah. So we are starting a new series called Obsessed With, the Obsessed With series. And today's episode is called Obsessed With Getting Focused. And the reason why I wanted to do this with uh, Kim on our podcast is because we, in season one, had an episode on our love for stationery and and staying organized and everything. And not only did we have fun doing that recording, um, it really seemed like our listeners also really tuned in on that episode and really engaged with us on social media. And I think naturally, maybe especially during this pandemic, we really like talking about getting focused and staying focused. And there's also a whole industry on it, right? Or with it, right? The Marie Kondo... Um, what were those two two organizers that go into like Chloe Kardashian's house? Oh, the home edit. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Them and like the container store. There's a whole freaking industry on staying focused and bullet journaling and all that kind of stuff. So Well, yeah, I think it's staying organized with with the intent of being focused and saving time and getting product being productive. And so, yeah, with all of that, Kim and I just really love talking about this. So we thought, hey, why not do a couple of, you know, different episodes on this big topic? And we'll just call it the Obsessed With series. Yeah. And the Obsessed With series, well, you know, it's it's basically what, what else, it could be downstream, what else we're obsessed with. But a big thing for us has always been productivity, apps, design. And I would love for us to also expand on... Uh, we talked about it briefly in, in a past episode on Reina's uh, iPad Pro journey on uh, digital organization. And I just felt like that alone could be like 30 minutes because I just I'm upset. I've turned like become obsessed and I don't even have an iPad. <laughs> so um, I now watch all these like YouTube videos that she recommended and I don't have an iPad. Isn't that crazy? You know what? <laughs> it is crazy, but it's also a really natural way for people to get into wanting to buy one. I feel like that's how I also got into it. I was like into an an Apple uh, advertisement. (laughs) Yes, this episode is sponsored by Apple. (laughs) How I wish. (laughs) But yeah, it kind of started with, you know, different influencers and YouTubers that I follow who happen to be using iPads. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I can use that for myself. And so I decided to rent one. And in our one of our previous episodes, I talked about how in Germany, there is a company where you can rent app uh rent technology um from a company called Grover and so I decided to rent an iPad Pro for 6 months with the new Apple Pencil and it has like changed my coaching business my you know productivity at work and all of that so yeah we'll get into that a little bit later Awesome okay so today's episode is called obsessed with getting focused what are we going to talk about in today's episode Reina getting focused <laughs> well, we're going to cover the apps that we use. Oh, yeah. Our, the, <laughs> okay, I need to get focused. <laughs> Wait, we have like apps that we use, the methods that we use um, in more, more detail. In our last series, we talked about pens and stationery. Yes. This we're going to go a little more into the apps. Yeah, like the technology side. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And <laughs> disclaimer is that just because Kim and I talk about staying focused and or getting organized and all that, that doesn't mean that we're 100% like this all the time. Like, oh, we're also like big time procrastinators. So, you know, don't think that we're trying to like preach how to stay 100% <laughs> organized or something like that. Just wanted to put that out there. You know, we're human too. And we'll get into that because there's a yeah. good section in our notes where that says... <laughs> The actual executing component. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a, exactly a really great, important category. Like, how do we actually do all of these things? Mm-hmm. Spoiler, Kim's bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into it from um, apps. 
Kim, you actually have a lot of good apps on your phone to stay focused, right? Take us through some of those. So on my uh, computer, um, on I so I use an, a, a MacBook Pro, and uh, the one that I, I the method I really love, and I've used multiple apps, is the Pomodoro method, which I like to call accidentally always call Pompadoro. <laughs> and Raina always has to correct me. But just to get into it, the Pomodoro method is it breaks up your task into multiple chunks that are like bite size, like you could do 25, you could do 30, 10 minute break in between, go back to it. Um, and then, you know, kind of put an extra 25 minutes. And the point is, you 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 kind of break out the tasks. Uh, and then it gives you a little bit of a break in between and you can customize it. And I'm really bad. An alarm would have been suffice for me, but honestly, it's just not, it's just not great. Uh, so I found this app called iFocus and it was like a dollar ninety nine. And it literally, it had so pretty. It has a little timer that you can change the color. You could, it has a countdown and you could pick the alarm in which it tells you, you know, like you have now a break. So here's your 10 minutes starts now. And then after your little break, it goes back into a 25 minute, you know, focused timer. And you can now set the music in the background in which you want to focus on. I have learned recently, I need background noise, white noise. I like the galaxy kind of in space gravity. Sandra Bullock meets George Clooney (laughs) (laughs) type of sound to focus or I need to have rain. That's the white noise that I need to stay focused because... I can't, if I have to do like a, a very specific task, I can't just usually have my music in the background. I need to switch it up and have just pure white noise. And so with the iFocus app, it allows you to pick the type of white noise you want and it, it's automated. So after I've done four, it kind of tells me you've done like a full four intervals of being focused and it asks like, okay, how do you want to approach it? Do you want to do another four intervals with like little uh, breaks in between? And I've noticed that that has worked best for me. I both need the sound component. I do need the timer and I do need those pretty colors to stay focused. And and I've been using that not for all tasks, but on specific tasks. That's really neat. I never thought that or I never knew that there was an app for like your computer to do all of this in one place. I've noticed I have to do it on my computer because if I do it on my phone, that's it. Game over. I'm like, oh, Instagram. <laughs> There's oh, like, yeah. like, oh, my e- my other emails. Like, it's just my phone is also a source of entertainment. So more so than my computer. My computer, I associate with more productivity. So if I have my phone, then that to me is my art. It's, good, it's my break already. It's like the break I'm yeah. looking forward to. You know what? That's such a good point that you made. I... You're so right that I also associate my phone with entertainment. So, yeah, maybe I'll try that doing a Pomodoro um, method on my computer because I use it on my phone and I used to use it. I used to use, I think, like the the real Pomodoro, I don't know, original app or something. So it's 25 minutes. And then after you finish 25 minutes, it's a five minute break and then 25 Mm. minutes again. So exactly what you said for iFocus. But the app that I'm using right now is called Flora. And um, basically, every time you do a 25 minute focused uh, segment, it uh, your little plant keeps growing. Oh, cute. And so in the end, like the more focus you have and the more work that you do, there's like, you know, trees growing in the end and stuff. And I think if I remember correctly, I should go check this in the app, but I think it actually donates money to actually grow trees in the real world. Does it really? I think so. I, you know what? I think I did download this trial. Did you? Uh, Flora. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember that they're like, yeah, we're trying to also like save the rainforest type of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so... That also means that if you touch your phone in that 25-minute segment, your plant doesn't grow as quickly. So it's like a deterrent to touching your phone when you but start But it's on this. your phone. Yeah. That's so, too meta for me. <laughs> so for me, it's like this, like, I guess a psychological thing where if I start the timer on my phone, I know I can't touch it because I can't kill the plant. Oh, wow. That got dark really quickly. <laughs> No, did it? Is it dark? No, it's like me trying to like grow plants and trees. 
Yeah, but then if you touch your phone, you've just killed the tree. Well, I didn't say well, no, I didn't say kill. I just meant like, you know, it might stop the growth or slow down the growth. I, I don't know. <laughs> but do you, do you like it though? Uh, I do. I do. I use it for when I have to do, um, I don't know, when I have to like write long documents or emails for work. I don't really do it for like emails and things because I'm mm. quite quick with emails and emails for me are like things that I like have to get done. So I know I'm not really going to procrastinate. And we'll get into that a little bit later. There's like a whole section on emails. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, going back to your iFocus app, I should give that a try on my computer. I never thought about that. But I feel like you, you already have such a good system. Like I feel. Yeah, but I like new things. I like new systems. Because I, I know if I have my phone in my hand, game over. And like Twitter is too close to like. It's just like on my phone. I'm like, oh my god, what's going on on Twitter? What's trending? It's just oh. like I just need to have it not there. So those are the, that's the, a big app that I use on my phone yeah. as well. And then just while we're on the on the subject of phones, I'm just gonna uh, really quickly. I bought accidentally paid like sixty bucks for an app called Fabulous, which uh, helps well it's supposed to help you with any tasks that you have on hand. Let me let me pull it up. Yeah, and I I, I just want to do the trial. And you know when your finger slips or like you accidentally. Instead of the trial, you just accidentally like buy the whole thing. Yeah. So it's like, great. Now I just bought this app. I have to use it. The original intent was for me to be productive, but then it forced me to start drinking water. And it's like every day, just drink so, like, you know, have some water. Wait, what do you mean? Do you already drink enough water so you don't need that reminder? Or are you like, no, don't tell me what to do? Fuck, I don't know. It just suggested I should start drinking water as like one of my daily tasks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like so i don't want to shit on the app because like there's actual different wi- like there are different things that if you want to do health and fitness if you want to have a morning routine if you want to help with productivity you can pick those options but they're like when you're getting started this is what we'd suggest i'm like okay i'm just gonna go with what you're suggesting to me mm. and like it just got to the point where again it was on my phone and i don't associate my phone with starting to drink water And I don't associate my phone with those things. And then like a nightly routine. So I kind of just stopped using it. And then all of a sudden I went back into the app because, again, I paid $60 for it. And they're like, you clearly are not using our app. (laughs) What's wrong? I'm like, oh, I feel so attacked right now. (laughs) You paid 60 bucks for an app to guilt trip you? I know. And so they're like, well, you know, I will give them credit. They're like, clearly this wasn't working for you. What are the other ways in which you want to improve your life? Maybe it's productivity. Maybe it's more fitness or maybe it's mindfulness. I'm like, oh, thank you for recognizing that fabulous app. So I said productivity and it gave me a new plan in which I actually think might be better for me. So one of the ideas was, okay, here is, uh, it's called the Ulysses contract. And basically it's like, the idea of setting a contract for yourself, whether you be public shamed or um, <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like hold you accountable, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's another one where I have to look through it again because I literally just like set it up. But it has like these prompts in which like there is a penalty. Someone it's like you have to put money like, you know, some wow. money away if you break that contract. So I thought that was really interesting. So I'm going to look into it more. Yeah. But- uh, we, as in like me and the listeners, sh- should hold you accountable for <sighs> using this app. I know. Oh, my God. Don't I remove used- this part in the editing, okay? <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. Well, fabulous. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. Because if it's 60 bucks, it's got to be va- like have that value, right? It's got to be good. There's such good reviews. That's why I like tried it because there was a, a, a there was a big community apparently on Fabulous. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll try to get into it. Uh, it's a pretty app. Like if you like the visuals, like it's it is nice to use. Okay. But I don't know. I'm I'm getting to well wonder. Maybe the phone isn't the best option for me. Mm, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Fabulous daily self care. Oh yeah, it does look pretty. Right. <laughs> for those who can't see Raina's literally on her phone looking yeah, at it yeah exactly yeah I'm looking at it right now it yeah, is pretty it is pretty yeah but it is also costly yeah it's not like uh. a dollar app <laughs> I mean okay the top review from three years ago it says can't wait to have the best year ever I'm so excited to be able to use fabulous for iPhone where are they now three years later <laughs> come back so <laughs> cynical update that because I, I want to know 
Um, but you you have also a um, few more apps that you use as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is really to stay focused, but in an earlier episode, I mentioned YNAB. So it's short for You Need a Budget. And um, it's basically a budgeting app. And I've been using it for probably almost 10 years now. I think last That's time crazy. I said like six or eight, but I actually thought about it. And I think I've been using it pretty much since I like, you know, graduated university. And um, it was introduced to me by another um, friend of ours, Conrad, who is also like a productivity and efficiency junkie like me. So he told me about it. He also still uses it. And so I used it in Canada. And then since moving to Germany, I've changed the currency to euros and I've still been using it. And honestly, like, I really like keeping track of my money and budgeting and everything every month because of YNAB. And I feel like, you know how when you have a bank account, it's just like you either have a checkings account or a savings account, and then you've got like, you know, other tax-free savings accounts and things. But really, you're only using like your checking account every day, right? Right. And that's only like one folder, if you will, of money. But with YNAB, I basically have like as many folders as I want of money. So if I check the app, I know that I have five euros left in my pastry budget for the month or something. Oh, within the one folder. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it's just like this mental thing where I think about YNAB making folders in my checking account. It's not. I only really have one checking account like everybody else. But at least when I go into this app, I know that I've set aside this much money for this. Therefore, that's all I have for this folder. That's really interesting that you've, when people think of focus, they think of work. But you thought focus in terms of money which and financial planning, which I don't think a lot of people actively think about. Yeah. And you know what? To be honest, it could be a forced thought when we were thinking about this episode because I was looking through all my apps on my phone and I, you know, made a mental note that YNAB is one of those apps that I use quite often. So yeah, maybe it's not so much about getting focused every day, but it is a really big part of my life. Well, no, that's really good. That's actually really inspiring because I'm a very bad with tracking money and between my husband and I'm definitely like the throw money in the air you know BTS picnic blankets I get like exactly and you know there are times where I'll like I'll check in my on my phone like how I'm spending but I think being more proactive would help in a lot of different ways before we jumped on this call I'm like I really just want to get a piercing like things that I just want to spend money on. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I told you, but I bought the new Beyonce Ivy Park clothes from her new line that came oh, wow. out a few weeks ago. Okay. It was one of those things where I'm like, do I really need to buy a pair of like slushy parachute baby blue pants from Beyonce? I don't know. <laughs> I think if I was more proactive, I would have like segmented that money away. Mm. I mean, for you, you, I almost feel like you should have a folder of money called, I don't know, Beyonce, Beyonce BTS merch or something. Oh, that's a great point, actually. No, I'm being that's really good. Right. And if I had YNAB, maybe I could do that. That's yeah, actually exactly. super smart. Yeah. So every month, like, you know, you set aside a certain amount of money, you can do the same amount every month or different amounts. But you also see how much you've accumulated in that little folder. So, for example, like I'm paying for my um, coaching certification training right now, right? And I've been setting aside money every month. And so I now see how much, what's the word, like the balance going up every month. And so when it comes time to make that payment every month, I'm not freaking out because like I know that I've already set it aside and I can see that balance in that folder. It keeps me really focused and like relaxed in a way because I know that I have money kind of like saved away in different folders i love that like making sure you have money for set aside for things that you really want yeah exactly exactly and like you know if you can't afford something that month maybe you'll like say i'm just gonna eat 50 dollars less of pringles this month so i'm gonna take (laughs) money from my grocery budget and put it into the bts budget you know it's like you can move your money around yeah. Oh my God, it's true. And even like keeping track of your groceries. Like we went out yesterday and I bought, I kid you not, a 50 pack of assorted rice cakes. Okay. Like, like 
Asian rice cakes. But <sighs> like, do I really need 50 pack? You know what I mean? Yeah. Part of me yeah. was like, did I just throw that in there? Because I got really excited about the rice cakes. But to be fair, we are still in a pandemic. And I will say, if that brings you a little bit of joy, do it. I don't know. A 50 pack of rice cakes. Like, you're going to eat that eventually. No, but our groceries came up to like $120. Yeah, but you're also not eating out. Right. Yeah, well, and that's another thing. When we were not in this pandemic, we would just like go out to eat. Yeah. And I was like, had I just put some of that money away, we could have bought like something else, like could go towards a trip or maybe a more luxurious trip, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, like, things like that, being focused on what you want, this goes back to our like goal oriented. Mm. I think YNAB really helps with that. And you're, yeah. you've actually inspired me now. Actually, having this conversation has made me like reassess oh. how I want to look at money. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like living proof that it works because. I've been using it for 10 years and I've been like debt free for a long time because of this app. That's amazing. Next app. I don't know if this keeps me focused, but I like to tell people about it because I don't know if a lot of people know about it. It's called Time Intersect and it's a good app for people who have clients and friends all over the world because Let's say, you know, you look at your iPhone clock app and you can put in, you know, all the cities that your family members and friends live in, like, you know, Dubai, London, New York, whatever. But Time Intersect, actually, you can um, use the slider to say, okay, I want to talk to this person in my time at 3 p.m. on this day. So you like move the slider and then it also corresponds in every other city that you have in that app. That's awesome because sometimes I'm like, we we just hit daily uh, daylight savings yeah. here in Canada. And I'm just like, now what time is BTS going to be on? <laughs> in exactly. Korean time. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So it's kind of like on on your computer, if you go to like timeanddate.com or something, mm-hmm. you can use like the world meeting planner. But this is just an app for your phone. So, you know, with my family, my parents live in Japan. My middle sister is in Abu Dhabi. My youngest one is in Toronto and I'm in Germany. And for my birthday next week, we are planning a family video call. <gasps> oh, so, so I put in, you know, the earliest possible time for my sister in Toronto and saw like, you know, what are the corresponding times for all the other cities? And it was like, it took me like three seconds to do this. So I don't know if it's really stink focused, but it's an app that I really like to recommend if you have, you know, people in your life who live in other cities and countries. Right. It's also a good way of staying efficient, right? Because like, I would use Outlook to go in and try to correspond times. And it's just it's still not as you still don't get to see the other time zone. That's like, exactly kind of, it. It just sends out the meeting in which here's my time. Yeah. And then it it kind of showcases their time on their end. Yeah. But when you're coordinating, you don't see it in real time. Yeah. Right. You kind exactly of have to do this math it. in your head still. Yeah. And then you also have Google Drive. It says, oh, yeah. <laughs> Raina's note says Google Drive everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe this is an app that a lot of people use or maybe if you are anti-Google, you don't. But I have everything in Google Drive, my... And I like to, as if you don't know this already, but I like to stay very organized in my folders. So I don't have like (laughs) files just like randomly placed in places. I have a folder for everything. So I have a folder for each employer that I've had. I have a folder for my coaching business. And then in that folder, I have all my different clients and everything is like super, super organized. So. Wow. You do not want to see my desktop. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) No, No, I don't. Another app that I use to stay focused, and this I think is like literally staying focused, is um, called Insight Timer. And I think it's quite popular for people who like to meditate and for mindfulness, but um, it's basically a meditation app. And you go in and you can select if you want to meditate for five minutes or an hour, or do you want to listen to raindrops while you meditate, or do you want to do a guided meditation? And I had not meditated before this whole pandemic started. I have a really busy mind and I feel like it's always, you know, like on like full force. But when this whole pandemic started in March 2020, it's been exactly a year now. I was feeling really down and just like off. You know, I was feeling sad and the up and downs were just like really intense And so I was thinking, like, how can I, what can I do? Like, I was feeling so scattered and disorganized and down. And I was like, really, what can I do? And I was thinking, like, 
maybe I will give meditation a shot. Like when we do Shavasana in yoga classes, that's like when I fall asleep. But I'm like, if that can be like recreated, I like that kind of state. So I downloaded a whole bunch of meditation apps and I settled on Insight Timer. And um, whenever, you know, during a workday or a weekend or basically like when I feel like I'm just so scattered and upset and I don't know what to do, I will sit on my yoga mat and um, open up the Insight Timer app and meditate for maybe like five minutes, 10 minutes or like a guided app. And it actually like really calms me down. Huh? I never thought about taking a step back to focus. Yeah. Yeah, because like we're so busy all the time, right? And like my brain is like talking to me all the time. And sometimes mm. I'm just like, shut the F up. So when I tell you that to shut that yeah. up, <laughs> it should. Right. <laughs> so whenever I feel like so scattered and I'm just like, oh, I don't know what to do right now. Like, I don't know where to start. I have like a million things I have to do. But like all I can think about is not any of those things. I'm like, OK, I need to like, you know, step back and do something about it. And it's usually going to this app called Insight Timer and meditating for five, ten minutes or a guided one. So now that you've been using it for a year, where are you at versus when you started? Um, I think before I started meditating, and again, when I say meditating, I don't really do it on a regular basis. I know a lot of people who do it like every morning for half an hour and it's like their way to get started. I don't use it for that purpose. I use it when like shit hits the fan, which probably isn't like the right. Well, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way. But I think before the pandemic, if I was feeling scattered, I probably would have just, I don't know, gone for drinks with a friend or called someone or like actually like externally get it out of my system. But then because of the pandemic and I wasn't seeing anybody, I was like, I need to take this under my own control. Mm. So I do feel a lot more at peace after I use this app and I meditate and I feel like I can actually focus. I, I find when I meditate, when I try to, I'm already like thinking of other of other things yeah. already or I fall asleep. Yeah. So I'm now wondering if a guided meditation or someone to like walk me through it. Yeah. Or an app that that can help me do that and, and maybe and maybe that's like I find a system for myself and maybe mm -hmm. I'll start an insight timer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I find that if when my brain is so scattered and I'm thinking about a million things I use the guided one so then I can just focus on that person's voice and I do what they tell me to do which is like I don't know sometimes it's like don't think about anything and I'm like okay but if no one tells me not to think about something I'm gonna keep thinking about it that's amazing. It's like that that extra voice. Yeah. It's like telling you. It's like coaching. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Like if someone is like holding me accountable to like not do something. It's a meditation coach. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that, that's a really good point. When I started this Insight Timer app in March last year, one of the episodes that I listened to was a guided meditation um, with Elizabeth Gilbert called Facing Fear with Compassion. And Elizabeth Gilbert, for those who don't know, is the author of Eat, Pray, Love, um, Big Magic, um, Creating Living Beyond Fear. So she's a journalist and she's an author and she, I don't know, has done a lot of good writing on, I guess it is like productivity and like mindfulness and sometimes spirituality and religion and stuff but mm -hmm. you know it's like all of those kind of things <laughs> I don't know how to summarize that graciously but she did a guided meditation episode called facing fear with compassion and she had specifically made it for this pandemic oh I listened to that and I had like tears like yeah streaming down my face as I listened to this and meditated a year ago because it just like really hit something within me and it was really helpful i feel bad for making fun of her because every time i can make a joke of like oh my god my eat pray love moment so and now uh, i'm like mm. well but that's the thing like i also make fun of eat pray love because <laughs> i didn't really love it either but yeah anyway she has a nice voice is that on the app so that's yeah. also on okay 
that's really good to to know. Maybe we'll put all this all these resources in yeah. the description, um, so to let the the listeners like go and find find out. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So those are so those are the apps that we we use, and then there's other stuff that we use for note taking specifically. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to talk about your bullet journals? Everyone knows I love it, or I, I hope that everyone knows I love it because bullet jour- journaling has been my like passion i like analog versus digital so analog means writing by hand uh, i've used a lectrum and we talked about this in past episodes previously which is uh, the 1917 lectrum it's a german brand notebook and it has like it's like a grid style it's sorry a dotted style so instead of lines there's dots i loved it i used it for five years but i've now moved off to a different method and i now use an a5 binder clear mm-hmm. binder and now i buy inserts of different types of paper different stocks so i can go between grid linear can customize the the paper and put it through a printer and the binder just allows me to divide the pages up as opposed to having a fixed notebook and you have to go page by page here i can open it up move papers around throw away papers change the stock it's just it allows me to have a little more freedom and you're not constantly throwing away a journal. You can keep the same same folder, same journal, and then just change the paper. But if you want to know more about bullet journaling, definitely go back to our past episodes or go online and just Google bullet journaling or visit bulletjournaling.com. Carol Ryder, who had started this whole thing, has a lot of resources on that and can give you step-by-step on how to bullet journal. And you've shown me pictures of your new system and it looks really pretty and very customizable and like you can have different covers. So that's really cool. Yes. Like right now I have a March aesthetic that I I did on my printer because I'm a designer. And so I do find my design on computers is a lot better than I am artistically on my hand. And my March aesthetic is like all pinks and has flamingos and just, and my past one was all BTS. (laughs) Of course. And it just, and I could change the cover. So like, you know, it's just this, the month of is like a whole new aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So for those who like to scrapbook, it's a great mix yeah. between productivity and scrapbooking and design all in one. Do you put stickers in too? Don't even get me started because if we get into stickers, that needs to be its whole new series. Like stickers, I can't, I can't even like guys, I cannot get into stickers with you because I will talk for hours. <laughs> I love stickers. I think we should have a whole separate episode on stickers. Can we? Oh my God, can we? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Let's do an Obsessed with Stickers episode and maybe we'll have like two people listen, but who cares? It's our show. I'm so excited already. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh my God. No, to the point where I literally have a thread with a friend right now from two days ago on stickers. I I shit you not. Okay, great. Done. We'll talk about stickers another time. (laughs) I can't believe this is happening. I'm just going to be like the silent co-host that episode. You don't like stickers? Yeah, I, I, really I like know. stickers, but like not to your extent. Yeah, no, I'm a little fucking love stickers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Raina, what are the stuff uh, the stuff that you use yeah. uh, for for taking notes? So, for note taking, I'm using Notion. It's um, you can use it on your browser. You can use it as a software on your computer, on your phone, iPad, wherever. But it's basically a giant notebook, kind of like Microsoft OneNote. If people oh. with the Microsoft suite are familiar with that one. I do love OneNote. So I find that this is a little bit more of like a techie app because when you want to create a bulleted list, you hit the backslash key and then you type in B and then a bulleted list comes up and then you hit enter. So you already have all the commands. That's amazing. Well, the only command you need to know is the backslash one in that whole app, you can have, you know, different notebooks and you can have like toggled lists that you can make. So I just find it, it's a lot more, I don't know, organizable, I guess. So Mm. I have different notebooks for, you know, I have one for like my coaching business. I have one for um, coaching resources. And then I have a whole nother one for like my work. I have another one for Berkman coaching. So really different things. And I used to keep it in Google Keep. And I still use that app too, but Google Keep, you can't really get organized in that app unless you use a lot of tags. And I just needed this like one central note-taking place. So I've been using Notion for a couple of months now. So you use Notion, so that's like browser-based, that's web-based, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, and then, sorry, because I'm like so fascinated because you also have your iPads and you yeah. also have a couple of note-taking apps. So like, maybe walk me through this because like, I'm so curious to how do you put them all together? 
together. Yeah, like, how do you keep I, track of your multiple notebooks. I know, I know, and so that is a struggle that I'm also having a little bit right now too, like a total first world struggle. <laughs> um, but be, yeah, so like Kim said, I use an iPad right now, and the app that I use on that is called Good Notes Five. So iPad users would know that this is like the the premium writing app for iPads, and、mm-hmm. in that I also have. Um, specific folders for work and clients and my business and all that, and so sometimes I do wonder like how I am really differentiating between Notion and Good Notes Five, but Notion is for anything that I want to take typed notes for. So okay, you know if I'm like you know working my you know day job and I have to take really quick notes as I'm in a meeting or something, or I'm jotting down like I don't know thoughts for later, I might. Use Notion to type, but then for Good Notes, it's like if I'm in a meeting and we're all like brainstorming and you know doing all of that, then I will actually write on my iPad in my work notebook. And if I am in a coaching session with a client, I'm trying to take less notes so that I can like really be with the client, but I won't be typing notes. You know, like I'll be like、oh, okay. handwriting keywords that come up here and there, right. It- And another big thing that I'm using my iPad and the GoodNotes Five app for is my German classes and my German learning. So for that, like, I definitely don't want to be typing what I'm learning. So as I handwrite everything that my teacher says and my homework and stuff, and when she sends us like PDFs of homework、uh, worksheets to do, I do、mm-hmm. it directly on my iPad. So oh wow, okay, yeah, it's been really helpful with my language learning. That's for sure. So it's funny because like when I need to like type out notes, I literally just open the Notepad, type、mm. it out, and then I copy and paste and email it to myself and turn it into a task on Outlook. Oh, interesting. So, so yeah, like I and and Notepad just because it it strips all the、uh, the font the formatting, like, yeah, yeah, the formatting. So it's like I could copy and paste it, and then I'll copy and paste it into my import migration folder. Like my、mm-hmm. Notepad is my migration folder、mm-hmm. that has to go into my bullet journal. Oh, cool! So once I take all my digital notes, I then migrate it like a bullet form of bullet journaling. I then migrate it to where I need it to be, whether it's going to be in my Outlook tasks or it's going to turn into my migration task for to be recorded into my bullet journal, or it gets into my email and then I could just type up my email. But、okay. like, it never sits anywhere. Yeah, does that make sense? So like,、yeah. I delete or like a sticky, and then it's something I throw away. Oh, cool. And so when you so basically at the end of the day you're handwriting everything back into your bullet journal is what you're saying yeah yeah oh that's like, really and then、cool. if I have more like notes regarding it I'll have that filed away in like um some somewhere else that's like client specific、mm. or like like if it's for like a show we're working on then those notes will live into a folder but it's part of like a I don't know it's like part of like a bigger bigger project. Okay, I mean, there's like no one notebook for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And where does that folder live? Is that like a specific app or like a drive? Yeah, no, it's it's uh. So I I do a lot of Excel. So、oh. I do a lot of like scheduling. Yeah, and so everything that I work on, I guess it's like project specific.、Mm-hmm. But all those notes get to turn into either it goes into like an InDesign pamphlet or a deck that we're doing for a pitch.、Mm. So like it goes into something. It goes into like a, a tangible thing. Like the notes are never just there for my reference. It gets moved into, or like if we're doing a, a product, t- like not a, a schedule for a show, those notes then goes into a schedule in Excel. So then I don't need my my notes anymore. Got it. Okay. Does that make、okay. sense? For yeah, yeah.、Oh、it God, totally、so、makes、convoluted. sense. No, no, no. It totally makes sense. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, because you're because of your the nature of your work, you're always producing something from the notes. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So like it's never just there. Anything that's like notes for myself or whatever that automatically just goes into my bullet、mm. journal. But when I take notes for work, it goes. Those notes are for something.、Mm-hmm. Either it's a reminder, or it goes into like a physical. It gets project.、Produced. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I, I try. So I don't. So it's so、really、interesting because I don't have a place where all these like notes just live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. You know, like it's funny when you said that you email it to yourself and you have like things in your Outlook. You know, I'm never really thinking about like my next career move, but I never try to attach myself to an email account or like a like a work computer drive. Do you know what、oh, I mean? Smart. 
Yeah. I know because you, you just never know when or if you're going to yeah. leave. And so, like, if it's, like, my notes or, like, my creative IP in a way, yeah. I don't want that in my work email or, like, my work calendar. And, like, I always have it either in my own Google Drive or in my, you know, Gmail or, you know, whatever, note-taking notion, I guess, that I'm using oh, right now. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. And I don't know where this comes from. It's not like I got like fired one day and I didn't have access to my files or email anymore. But from the first job that I've ever had, I always wanted to keep my personal stuff and my work stuff very separate. Right. And so sometimes like people tell me that they use their work calendar to plan out like personal events and stuff. Or they'll tell me like, oh, yeah, just email it to my work email. You have it right. And I'm like, but this is like like a wine night that you and I are planning. Do you really want that in like your work calendar? <laughs> so I have been like the, you know, the queen of separating work and personal since day one of literally my first career. So I've never um, been like, oh, like, I think that, that was in my like drive from my job six years ago and I never took it out. Like I've never really had that before. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, because now I'm wondering if there was a, sh- a chance that I needed that. So far, it hasn't come up yet. Because mm. every time I've made a career move, I've always had access to that information regardless. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Somehow, yeah. I just find I never had that problem. Or like, I guess because I physically produce stuff that like, yeah, the, the things are there. Like the work is there that I could easily take online or like reference to. Maybe the most would be like a con- like my contacts, for example, mm-hmm. right? Like that would be like, oh, okay, there goes my contacts. But now that you mentioned, I'm like, oh, I should be more cognizant of that. Mm. And again, like it's I also have never experienced it either. I don't know where this like it's almost like a trauma or a fear or something. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea where this comes from. <laughs> but I've just always liked you know separating those two things, and so yeah, um, I use. Notion, I use GoodNotes 5, um, you know, on my computer and on the iPad. And this next app that I'm going to talk about is very specific to uh, an iPad with writing capabilities. It's called Pencil Planner. Ooh, and, sounds cool. Yeah. And so when I first got my iPad, I was testing out different kinds of schedules and I was like, oh, maybe I can do like digital bullet journaling. So I also did that where I had like this blank piece of a monthly calendar and I put, you know, stickers on it and I, you know, got it really creative and, you know, colorful and stuff. But then I was like, every time I have a different appointment or like a rescheduled appointment, I have to like erase it and rewrite it again. And because I balance my work calendar, my coaching calendar, and my personal calendar, I was like, I don't want to write out everything in my <laughs> calendar. And I was thinking, like, there's got to be a better way. So I, again, you know, downloaded a whole bunch of different calendar apps. And, of course, you can't really go wrong with, like, Google Cal and, um, um, like, the Apple calendar that comes mm-hmm. with your phone and stuff. But I was like, well, how can I make use of the writing capability on my iPad more. So I came across this app called Pencil Planner that I was talking about. And it, of course, integrates all three of my calendars, my work, my coaching, and my personal calendar. And um, I can actually write inside the calendars with my Apple Pencil. So if I'm like in a meeting or something and I just have to quickly jot something down, I can write it right next to that meeting that's happening in the calendar okay. itself. But the best part is, and I don't know if I can explain this properly, but um, <laughs> this sounds so nerdy. Whatever. It's our podcast. <laughs> so I've always um, wondered how I can balance having a calendar and a notebook. Because if I'm taking notes in my notebook and I have a to-do list, how am I going to have that to-do list translate to the next day and the day after if I'm, like, taking notes on newer pages? Gotcha. No, that makes sense. Yeah? Okay. In this app, it would be so great if I can have the calendar part flip so that, of course... On Monday, I look at my Monday page, and then on Tuesday, I look at the Tuesday page. But I don't want to yeah. lose the to-do list from the Monday page. I want it to come also to my Tuesday page. So then what I realized with this app is that 
even if I have the Monday page and the Tuesday page, like, you know, the pages flip day after day, my tasks sidebar in this app stays all the time. Oh, it's like fixed. It's like a widget. Yes, exactly. It's fixed. So I can turn the pages as much as I want, but the tasks widget, I guess, in the app will always stay fixed. That's so cool. You know, but if you had an analog, <laughs> yes. if you had a physical bullet journal, it's just literally a sticky note. That's a task that would be right beside your... <laughs> this is true. Yeah. But if you have like a whole long to-do list and you like clear out most of those things, you still have to f- start a new page. Oh, I see what you mean. See, with my A5 binder now, yeah. I my, my to-do list is fixed and I switch out the daily to-dos and then that left side or the the left side page is the fixed page or my monthly page of what is for the whole month. That's what I wanted in my binder is that so I pop out the sheet and throw it away or I import it or I bring it to the front. So this is why the binder system works so much better for you than the notebook system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I archive all my old dates to a different section in my binder. Yeah, okay. Got it. To wrap it up, Pencil Planner, if you are an iPad user with an Apple Pencil, um, it doesn't matter which version or Pro or whatever it is, I recommend just checking it out. I think they do like a seven-day trial, and as soon as my week was over, I uh, fully bought it. Our mutual friend, Eva, also um, after I influenced her, has bought this <laughs> app. <laughs> so yeah, if you're an iPad user, check it out. It's a really good calendar and note-taking app all in one. So those are all the ways in which we do our note taking and uh, you know taking to stay focused. But my my struggle, okay, great, I have all these notes, I have all these like migration notes. It's the executing the freaking task. It's like the doing. You can like, write I, as much as you want, but if you don't do it, exactly, yeah. exactly. I could have all the freaking post-it notes as I want. I could have all those notes, but I suck. I suck at the follow through. Like I have in bold letters, Cam sucks at emails. I'd be like, follow up with this person, follow up with this person. And it's like, why don't I just do it? Mm. I, I don't. It takes me like days, if not like hours, if not days. I was about to get into a coaching like session being like, what's holding you back here, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing some like fear here. <laughs> we can unpack that. We could definitely unpack that in a different episode. Yeah. But yeah, the execution. Yeah, totally. That's like the hardest part because we can make things as pretty as we want, but we got to do it. So um, yeah, you suck. You sucking at emails. What does that mean? Like how many unread emails do you have? Okay. Do you really want to know? I do. Keep in mind, some of these are like group mass emails that yeah. are like out to like the company so yeah. i'm not gonna so this is like okay it. so we're talking about your work email account or yes. like your per- okay got it so in my inbox i currently have 2272 unread emails this is your work email <laughs> yeah <laughs> 2722 <laughs> i was just gonna preface it and be like by the way this is a sunday so you you haven't worked for a day and a half at this point so <laughs> but wow again <laughs> some of those are like twitter notifications oh yeah you know like we have like a weekly blast of like here's like a company roundup like it's not important emails yeah but like um this person has messaged you and i've already i already know i've i've already followed up with them somewhere else mm. like i already you know what i mean so, so like, why not oh, delete them <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, that's a great question. You know what? I'm deleting right this one right here. Delete. Two hundred and two thousand two hundred seventy. There you go. I deleted one. Well done. But no, it's it's so, it's so bad. You're right. Like, why don't I just address them and delete them? No, I should let them. Buy. That's just that's just my like outlook. So if you want my okay, I don't know if you could see this, but here's my Apple Mail. Oh my god. 24,592. I told you I was bad with emails. Oh, and 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 I am sure that most of them are like subscribed emails and yes. promos and stuff like that, right? Yes. Spam and all that stuff. Okay. Too. Yeah. I hope. 
<laughs> I don't even know how to phrase my question next. <laughs> how do you see like important emails from people then? If you have that many unread. I just check my emails all the time. Like I'm always checking my emails. My Gmail and my Outlook are always open. So yeah. I'll have it open and I see something that is not like from LinkedIn or not from like HelloFresh or yeah. whatever. If it's from someone, I'm like, oh, cool. There it is. But you're right. <laughs> I have been guilty where it has been buried. Do you use that Gmail feature of um, how it separates your focus primary and promo or Yes. Something like that. Social? Yes. So most of it's the focus and all the other majority of that email is on like the the social. Oh, yeah. Or the... So it's fine. But, you know, there has been the rare occasion (laughs) where things got into my focused tab on Gmail and got buried. Mm, Okay. For me, I think it comes from having FOMO, fear of missing out, Mm. that I need to have my emails read like I don't like having that like red alert number telling me that I've got unread things right I don't like that on any app so I (laughs) I showed you like seven (laughs) yeah I my heart is beating quite fast right now right now like five whatsapp notifications since we started this call I have one instagram notification and on like this page I don't know if you can see it. Oh, there you go. It's focusing right now. I have zero of those like unread things, right? Yeah, I don't it's have like any. Pristine. Yeah, I don't have any alerts. And then on this page, I have one in like Messenger, one on my Fitness Pal, and my work. And my work one says seven because I don't check my work emails on weekends. So those wow. are like emails since Friday, five p.m. Seven, seven. That's yeah. it. Just just one digit. And not only that, I don't like having emails in my inbox, like unread emails in my inbox. So in my work email and in my coaching business email account, I have every single email put into folders. I don't have emails sitting in my inbox. I've tried that for a hot minute and I fell off. That was like 2014 <laughs> was the last folder I touched. Very specific. You remember. Yeah, because I was doing my taxes recently, oh. and I was like, oh, my last folder was 2014. <laughs> so I'm showing Kim right now my coaching business email. Oh, it's bright. Uh-huh. And what does that say? It just says promotions. Like, I got, I got two new promotions emails in the last oh two hours or so. How? Because once I get an email, like, I get into this, like, what is it? Like, I get into an action of... Am I going to read it and do something about it? Like, I need to do something about that email. So if it's that, like, I can't answer that email yet, of course, it'll stay in my inbox. But if it's been taken care of, or if I can reply to it, I will do that thing, and then I will file it away. Wow, you're so, like, on it. I This executing thing is no problem for you. I feel like you should just, just, just take care of this whole segment. I'm just going <laughs> to listen to you. And I think it's because, again, like, it's... It's FOMO. Like, I can't have an email unread because what if I'm missing something? And I also treat my inbox as a to-do list. If I only keep, like, the urgent things that I have to do in my inbox. And so if those things are cleared and if my to-do list and my work notebook is cleared, I know that there's nothing left for me to do. Okay. I see what you mean because that red alert tells you is, like, your your signifier. Yeah. Yeah. That there is an action item. Yeah. Whereas exactly. like in my mind, I've already have all my action items like flagged. Yeah. Like, I already know, like I already have them in my notebook. To be honest with you, if it's not in my notebook, I don't care. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, yeah, we're basically striving for the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that I treat the notification as like a, a call to action. Which seems more efficient. <laughs> To be honest with you. But when I um, first started this system, this was back in um, 2013 or so, I picked this habit up from someone's um, executive assistant. She treated it mm. as like a to-do list. And I was like, oh, that's really neat. So I did that. But I I was too quick to file something away that I completely forgot 
to actually act on it. Like I already acted on it and I think I was like waiting for someone to respond to that email, which would have triggered, yeah, which would have triggered me doing it. But because that person didn't follow up with me and I had filed it away, it was like, what's the, what's the saying? Like out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. Out of sight, out of mind. So that exact thing happened and I got into, I don't know if it was like I got in trouble at work, but like I was late in delivering something or something just didn't happen. So that is definitely the downside of like removing it from my inbox and filing it away so neatly because if I don't see it, I forget. And that's why I have my my certain big projects that are upcoming or things that are that are floating about. I have like a follow-up section. Yes. So just like general follow-ups and then have projects. Yes. So then I always do like a milestone because I have this problem of forgetting. Yeah. All the time. So yeah. I'll have milestones of like in two weeks, if if I forget, at least there's a like a flag in my calendar. Yep. And I say my calendar in my like notebook. Yep. It's been two weeks. What's the follow-up? What's the status? Yes. That's exactly, yeah. That's exactly what I do too. And so when I adopted the system, I was partly a program manager and partly an assistant to my boss. And the missing the follow-up thing happened with within my job of being an assistant to him. Uh, and so that was like a huge learning opportunity for me where like, like he got really upset with me. I like cried and went to like my big boss's office and I like closed the door. And then her name was Margaret. She is like one of my like best mentors of life. I sat down at her little you know, conference table. And I was like bawling my eyes out because I just, you know, forgot to do something. And then she was like, what? Who died? I'm like, what? No one died. And she's like, okay, if no one died, what is the point of you crying? She's like, tell me what happened. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to do this. And then I forgot to follow up with this. And then so this happened. She was like, so no one died. And I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess it's not that big of a deal. And she's like, I mean, what can you learn from this? And then so I explained to her, like, I filed the email away and I should have blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay, so you do that just learn from that mistake and then you move on. And I oh, was like, that's wow. exactly what you need to hear. Yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. Thank you. And then she was like, hang tight. And she goes to her desk, opens her really big drawer at the bottom of her desk and pulls out a bottle of whiskey with like ah! zero hesitation, pulls out a bottle of whiskey and a mug, pours it. And then she like shoves it in my face and she's like, drink this. And I'm just like still like <gasps> like going, you know, doing the hyperventilating crying thing. And I'm like, I don't like whiskey. She's like, what? I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't like whiskey. I can't drink this. She's like, oh, I poured you a shot. So you call we calm down and you're telling me you can't drink it. Oh, my God. So she like takes a swig of this. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love you so much. This was when I was working at the University of Toronto, where you're not allowed to have alcohol at all. Like, you need a license to serve alcohol or, like, have alcohol. And I'm only telling the story because she's retired and, like, long gone from the university. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> should we add this? To the- <laughs> so, no, totally fine. Um, but it was just, like, such a madman moment, but in, like, 2014 in, like, a unionized university environment. Uh, no, honestly, so many people do that. So when people tell you they're not, they are. Yeah. So like, honestly, not just without that we're encouraging like day drinking, but life is super hard already going mm-hmm. to the grind and finding out what's important, what's not that extra perspective. Sometimes you just need that person to be like, here's a fucking shot. Mm-hmm. Like take it or not, but just so you put things in perspective. Do yep. you know what I mean? Totally. This is a, this is like a drinking moment. <laughs> <laughs> And don't get so wrapped up on it. So, like, it is easy to get wrapped up on the, the flip side, on the executing, the projectivity. Yeah. But, like, it's the perspective, right? Like, why yes. are we doing this? If something doesn't get crossed off your list, can you handle that? And actually, you, you mentioned the Daniel Pink yeah. method of, like, peak performance, right? And just to piggyback off that, like, sometimes you're forced to operate at times that is not your peak performance. Mm-hmm. You're operating at times that are is not suitable for you. And that's not your fault necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's your optimal time of performance or it's just life is shitty and you were busy and you missed it. Like that happens and that's okay. It's like what you can learn from that experience. Exactly. And I think in that moment when you're in that, it's really hard to see. But in retrospect, whether that's like, 10 minutes after taking that shot or like five years later, there's always going to be something you can learn from it. Exactly. No, totally. Yeah. Daniel Pink does talk about peak performance. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, peak performance times like 
each person has different peak performance times. Some people can answer emails during the day where they're like, it's super early at six, between six and eight, and that's their peak performance. Some people say your peak performance is like between 10 and 12. And then for someone like myself, I find my peak performance is like one in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are such a night owl that sometimes I have WhatsApp messages from you at like 6.30 a.m. my time which is like a good time to like wake up and then you're like messaging being like hey the episode's up and like this has been edited and I'm like are you living in Europe like what's going on here I've been reading so many books that are like forcing me into this like schedule that doesn't work for myself and so now I'm just learning slowly what works for me whether it's great or not great I think I'm just trying to explore what my peak performance time is so the funny thing with Daniel Pink is that I actually went to his one of his talks at U of T at Rotman School of Management. And I was super inspired and even bought the book, but I actually never read it. And I have so many things like this, whether it's like books or feeling inspired, therefore I bought this, but then not doing anything about it mm-hmm. later, you know? Preach, and so, girl, preach. And so in Japanese, we have this phrase called katachikara hairu, which literally translates to going in from structure. So let's say that you decide Friday night, I'm going to start playing tennis. And maybe a normal person would the next day go to like a tennis court in like their regular running shoes and yoga pants and a t-shirt, borrow a tennis racket and like start playing or like get lessons or something. But a person who would like go in from the structure would spend Friday night buying everything there is to buy to play tennis, tennis (laughs) gear and like you know, new tennis shoes and everything, (laughs) right? So you go in from like creating that structure and then try to execute the thing that's actually supposed to be executed. (laughs) And like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? So so it's neutral. It's just a saying for some people, they just like to have that structure in place and then go and do it. Right. So for example, like, You know, if I were to watch, if I were to rediscover Chloe Ting and like look at her YouTube page and then she's like recommending these like Chloe Ting bands or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I think an acceptable thing for me to do would be to go and like try out Chloe Ting videos and, you know, do some workouts and be like, okay, yeah, I can really get into this. And like, I think maybe I will buy her bands. But then the person who would get in from the structure would like buy her bands and her yoga mat and like everything first. And then try to do it. I totally, you know what you mean. I've been, it depends for me. Actually, now that you mentioned, I'm trying to figure out which one I am. And I'm totally like, let's get the structure. Yeah. But I'm slowly getting away from that because mm. I'm being a little more cognizant about like my time and money. And also I, I've noticed like when I got into golf, instead of just buying the golf gear. Yeah. I bought one club, a practice club. Oh, And okay. I think that's not due to me. I think that's because my husband is more from see if you like it and then invest. Yes. He's always been like that. Yes. And his influence has rubbed off on me because okay. I'm all about like, I need to have all the gear. Yeah. Or else I'm not going to be set up for success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's totally exactly, yeah, that's exactly it. So that's the, the Japanese phrase. So I love that. Yeah, right. So I feel like I have quite a number of those kinds of things where I've set myself up for success, but then never really executed. To be fair, in your defense, going back to the iPad journal or the iPad, yeah. you went in renting it for six months this is this we can pull a quote from before a couple episodes you said oh i'm gonna try it for six months rent rent it um the ipad pro and and see how i like it and da, 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 da. but as a recent update you told me that you're thinking about keeping one yes Yes, I am thinking about keeping it. Because the thing with this rental is that you can keep renting it for the same price every month. And then by the end, you can own it if you want. It's like leasing a car. Right. Right. Um, or you can like stop the rental at six months and then just, you know, go buy yourself a brand new one. So mm-hmm. I don't know which one I'm going to do because it's not like I'm like, you know, sitting on cash. So, But you instead of you just buying the iPad, you did try it. Yeah, exactly. So I guess that's like the opposite of going in from the structure, right? So like you're capable. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're you fine. can go for 
going both ways. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm saying you're flexible, right? Yes. Like you don't don't feel like, oh, I have all these books that I haven't read. It's like, no, no, no. But like look at all the from the technology side, like you say like you've made an assessment about yeah, your true. productivity and your style. So I don't think it's I don't think you're one or the other, right? Good I just point. think maybe about books. You're particularly about that. Oh my god. I think you're right. I think you're right because like Brene Brown, love her. I've watched her TED Talks and like you know, I read a lot of her stuff online and I bought four of her books in like one Amazon purchase and I've read maybe 10 pages from each book. I haven't finished <laughs> a single one. Wait, so 10 pages of each book? Yeah, and I'm so confused all the time. I'm like, wait, where did she talk about this? I'm like, is oh, this so true? Right? Is this unlocking that- shame? Yeah. I'm like, did I, is this, and then also like my own coach is like a total Brene Brown coach. She's like a yeah. Brene Brown trained coach. And so she also co- coaches me in like a Brene Brown style. So sometimes I'm like, wait, where did I read this? Where did I learn this? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I think you're right. I think I do have that with books. I, I like to read, but I also have a lot of books where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to read it. And then I just never whatever you good chunk of the time you end up watching their talks anyway whether yeah. it's a TED talk or their actual talks so I'm like true. you consumed it in yeah. some capacity it's true <laughs> but it's it's so that was our disclaimer actually uh, earlier Rena had said don't hold us to it just because we have a bunch of lists doesn't mean we're like fantastic at it there it is exactly. the struggle is real <laughs> totally totally honestly executing is the hardest part but i i do think executing is hard no matter how organized you are And so if you feel there is a better method that we could probably learn from or you feel we've missed something that is ideal for you, share it with us. We'd love to know. I know Raina will probably buy a book about it and maybe not read it. (laughs) (laughs) But we do want your suggestions. So maybe just send us a TED Talk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't send me any more book recommendations. (laughs) She's got a lot to get through. Yeah. But we would love to know what works for you any apps that work for you we'd like to know systems like we genuinely love that we are obsessed yeah i mean the episode is called obsessed with getting focused yeah so share it with us we'd love to know um marina is there anything you want to add no that's it i just really want to know what other people are doing like that's another thing i we both like love watching youtube videos of other people doing things right so just like that i want to know like if are there systems that we don't know about are there books that i should buy and not read are there apps that i should try and download like please tell us like we're we're all ears we just would love to know thank you so much for listening if you learned anything from this uh, again like share find us on instagram on our website hakushi.com and if you love the podcast rate and subscribe either on apple spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcast I'm Kimberly. I'm Raina, and you've been listening to Obsessed with ABG's Aspirations, Boardrooms, and Goals.